RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Eight of the 12 Hong Kong people held in Shenzhen for illegally crossing the border are being handed over to SAR authorities. The chief executive warns against vaccine misinformation as she and her cabinet get a second shot and the espionage trial of a Hong Kong-based Canadian begins on the mainland. Eight of the ten Hong Kong people still detained in Shenzhen for illegally crossing the border are understood to be returning to the SAR today after their sentences finished. Maggie Ho reports. Several cars with covered windows were seen passing through the Shenzhen Bay control point at about 10 this morning before heading to Tinshui Wai police station. It's thought that those on board were detainees just released by the authorities in Shenzhen after serving seven month sentences for illegally crossing into mainland waters. The eight people released today were among a dozen picked up by the Coast Guard in August while allegedly attempting to flee to Taiwan. Two minors were allowed to return earlier, while two defendants found guilty of organizing the crossing are serving longer sentences. Eleven of the group were already facing protest-related charges, while one had been arrested but not charged under the national security law. It's understood that the Hong Kong Police's National Security Department will now take up the case. Top government officials have received their second dose of the Sinovac COVID vaccine at government headquarters. It comes amid warnings that people who had strong reactions to their first dose should consider delaying the second. Wendy Wong has details. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, along with the chief secretary and health and justice secretaries, received their second dose of the Sinovac vaccine at government headquarters this morning. Mrs. Lam held up a certificate to reporters to show she was fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It follows warnings from medical experts about side effects from the second dose. Government advisor David Hurry said people who developed swollen lips, hives or breathing difficulties should consult an allergy specialist and consider using a different vaccine. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi, also said around half of recipients of the second dose of the BioNTech jab would feel fatigued, while about one in 10 of those aged over 56 could develop a fever. Speaking to reporters afterwards, Mrs Lam said around 350,000 people had taken their first dose of a COVID vaccine, representing just over 5% of the population aged over 16. She condemned what she called a small number of medical workers who were spreading misinformation about the mainland-made vaccine. I would um, condemn a very small minority of people who try to sabotage our efforts by going the other way. So they are spreading fake news, misinformation and rumors on the social media and also uh, through other means. Uh, Especially when these people are health professionals, I am extremely disappointed. Because at the end of the day, if Hong Kong has a major outbreak again, uh, the people who suffer will be our healthcare professionals, especially those working in the hospital authority facilities. An infectious diseases expert says Hong Kong could remove its anti-epidemic measures once it achieves herd immunity to the coronavirus. University of Hong Kong professor Benjamin Cowling said this would need about 70% of the population being inoculated with what he called a highly effective vaccine. If we want to go back to normal, it's going to rely on all of us to get vaccinated. We all know that the risk in the past year hasn't been very high. That's because our success 
of our success in dealing with COVID, but we can't keep all those measures in place. They're really, really difficult to keep in place. They're expensive to keep in place. We've got to look for a better solution, which is mass vaccination, high coverage of highly effective vaccines, herd immunity, and then we can go back to normal and we don't need to worry about COVID anymore. Michael Kovrig, a Hong Kong-based Canadian who has been detained for more than two years on espionage charges, has gone on trial in Beijing. It follows a trial on Friday of another detained Canadian, businessman Michael Spaver, in the northern city of Dandong, which ended with a verdict to be announced later. Senior diplomats from the US and Canada said they were again denied access to the trials on national security grounds. Outside the court, Jim Nicholl, the charge d'affaires of the Canadian Embassy in China, said they would continue to work for Mr Kovrig's release. Michael Kovrig has been arbitrarily detained for more than two years now. It's precisely 833 days. Uh, this is completely unacceptable, as is the lack of transparency in these court proceedings. Um, we're very grateful. Canadians are very grateful. Uh, to have uh, the support of our international partners, friends and allies who have joined us here today to also uh, gain access to Michael Kovrig's trial and to uh, request his immediate release. The West has accused Beijing of detaining the two Canadians in retaliation for the arrest in Canada of Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou. The ADM Capital Foundation says that the illegal trafficking of pangolins through Hong Kong is at a record high, equating to one pangolin being poached every 21 minutes. Sam Inglis, the group's wildlife programme manager, said numerous reports showed Hong Kong was a critical hub for trafficking in endangered species, particularly pangolins. Activists have long said amending the Organised and Serious Crimes Ordinance to include wildlife crimes is the best way to combat the trade. LegCo's Environmental Affairs Panel will discuss an amendment today proposed by DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Pott. Mr Inglis criticised the lack of investigation into a record-breaking seizure of 8.3 metric tonnes of pangolin scales here two years ago. We obviously know that a criminal syndicate was involved in all stages of getting that shipment from Nigeria to Hong Kong. So fundamentally what we need to be doing is investigating these crimes and we also need to be delving into the financial transactions that are behind them. And ultimately, we would like to see sentences handed down to numerous individuals who were in, involved in the orchestration and also financially benefiting from these organised and serious crimes. Overseas, city officials in Miami Beach in Florida have approved an extension to a state of emergency after thousands of tourists descended for the annual spring break holiday, risking the spread of coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Officials say they're so overwhelmed by the number of people partying in Miami Beach, a state of emergency and nighttime curfew will be extended for three weeks. It means the streets will be cleared after 8pm every night and businesses forced to close. Students from around the country usually descend on Miami for the spring break holiday, but this year there's been a big influx of tourists. Florida is one of the few US states now fully open during the pandemic, but the mayor of Miami Beach, Dan Gelber, says the situation there is out of control. The Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, has harshly criticised local officials who've imposed lockdowns to control a deadly second wave of the coronavirus. He was addressing hundreds of supporters during his birthday celebrations in Brasilia. 
Pode ter certeza de uma coisa, a minha força vem de Deus e de vocês. You can be sure of one thing, that my strength comes from within me and from you. If someone thinks that one day we will give up our freedoms, then they are mistaken. Some tyrants have taken away many of your freedoms. You can be sure that our army, and you also, you can count on our armed forces for democracy, for freedom. I would do anything for my people. His comments come amid delays in Brazil's COVID vaccination programme and record numbers of cases and deaths across the country. Police officers have been attacked with two suffering broken bones during violent protests in the English city of Bristol. Thousands of people had gathered in the city centre to oppose the government's police and crime bill, which would give police greater powers to restrict demonstrations. Then hundreds laid siege to a police station, smashing windows and setting fire to vehicles. Police in Bristol say it's the worst violence the city has seen in many years, and the city's mayor, Marvin Rees, condemned the rioters. This is a real sh a moment of shame. It's self-gratification indulgent. They want to smash the system, whatever they want to do, but it's doing nothing for people from our communities. And actually, far from working against the bill, what will happen is today's actions will be used as evidence by those supporting the bill to show the need for the bill. So actually, they've made us less safe. The US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has called for a reduction in violence in Afghanistan during a brief unannounced visit to Kabul. Speaking after talks with President Ashraf Ghani, Mr Austin refused to be drawn on whether the Biden administration still planned to withdraw US troops by May, as stipulated in an agreement with the Taliban last year. But he insisted circumstances needed to change. It's obvious that the level of violence uh, remains pretty high uh, in the country. We'd really like to see that violence come down. And uh, I think if it does come down, it can begin to set the conditions for, you know, some, some really fruitful uh, diplomatic work. And in terms of uh, an end date or setting a specific date for withdrawal, that's the domain of my boss. That's uh, the, the, you know, the decision that the president will make at some point in time in terms of how he wants to approach this going forward. A Russian human rights group says police have detained 10 children at an art centre in St Petersburg on suspicion of promoting gay values. They were taking part in a cosplay festival dressed as Japanese anime cartoon characters. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. Parents of the children detained believe they were set up. They said police turned up after a girl unknown to the group posed for pictures with a rainbow flag, an LGBT symbol. Promoting information contrary to traditional family values is banned under what's widely seen as an anti-gay law. But anime and manga themselves also meet with official disapproval. In January, a court in St Petersburg banned episodes of four anime series, saying they romanticised death and promoted suicide. They included Elven Song, a about a young humanoid alien fighting back against the adults who repress her. In financial news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,956. That's 38 points down on the previous close. Currency is the US dollars trading at 108.76 yen, the euro standing at 1 US dollar 18 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 74 cents. One other line on finance, the value of the Turkish currency is slumped by more than 15% in early trading today, two days after President Recep Tayyip Erdogan sacked the country's respected central bank chief. Sport now, here's Atom Chung.
The semi-final lineup in football's English FA Cup is complete after wins for Leicester City and Chelsea. Leicester beat Manchester United 3-1 at King Power Stadium to reach the semis for the first time in 39 years. The informed Nigerian striker Kalechi Nacho scored twice and now has nine goals in nine games. I feel great and uh, the whole team are happy. Um, we're really waiting for this time and... Uh, and we're getting into the FA Cup semi-finals for the first time. We are happy. Hopefully, we focus on the next game and we'll get it done and we, we'll get to the finals. Hopefully, God will help us. Leicester have been drawn to play Southampton in the semi-finals. Chelsea beat Sheffield United 2-0 and will face Manchester City next. In the English Premier League, Tottenham bounced back with a 2-0 win at Aston Villa to go three points off the top four ahead of the international break. Carlos Vinicius and Harry Kane got the goals to the relief of their manager, Jose Mourinho. Credit for the players. I think their attitude was was amazing. Doesn't make my my scar from the last Thursday to, to heal. I think it will be a scar that I will keep... I will keep forever because there are some some matches in your career that you never forget for the good reasons and for the bad reasons. West Ham United are two points off the Champions League places after a blowing a three-goal lead at home against Arsenal. The visitors were given life through a pair of own goals before Alexander Lacazette equalized on the 82nd minute to earn a 3-3 draw for the Gunners. Here's their boss, Mikel Arteta. We play fantastically well probably the best that i've seen us play whole season we created an incredible amount of chances probably have to score six or seven um, goals and i'm really happy with the belief and the desire in spain luis suarez scored the only goal of the game as the leaders atletico madrid defeated elevez atletico now four points clear of barcelona who went second with a thumping 6-1 win at real sociedad lino messi scored twice on his record 768th appearance for barca Juventus's hopes for a 10th consecutive Serie A title in Italy were dealt a major blow after they were beaten 1-0 by the strugglers Benevento, who came in on an 11-game winless run. Juve remained third, 10 points behind the leaders Inter Milan. AC Milan closed to six points off the lead by winning 3-2 at Fiorentina. Fourth place Atalanta were 2-0 winners at Hellas Verona. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Eight of the 12 Hong Kong people held in Shenzhen for illegally crossing the border are being handed over to SAR authorities. The chief executive warns against vaccine misinformation as she and her cabinet get a second shot. And the espionage trial of a Hong Kong-based Canadian begins on the mainland. The news from RTHK. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. 
All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated.